Hey there, thanks for taking the time. I'm Stacy Nonamaker and this is a Supporters Toolbox. I read an article recently where an MD named Dr. Kripke, I hope how, that's how they say their name, who's a clinical professor of family and community medicine at the University of San Francisco in the School of Medicine, actually said, a newer model is to change people's life circumstances for the better. We cannot manage behavior in the context of unacceptable lifestyles. If someone's situation, their social environment, the activities they're doing, the people they're with, their physical environment is unacceptable to them, then that is the problem that we need to fix. Not many docs talk like that, but she has a special interest in primary care of transition age youth and adults with developmental disabilities and improving outcomes for those folks. These words of hers reminded me of Tyler, a cute little kindergartner who, according to the teacher, was making her and the class's life hell. I was brought in to consult and through the functional behavioral assessment, a way to dig further into why Tyler was doing what he was doing, like the eloping from the classroom, stabbing his peers with pencils, throwing chairs. I found out many things that most teachers would not normally consider. You see, they were things that didn't happen at school, things that were part of Tyler's circumstances that impacted how he showed up in school. Think for a moment about yourself. Has your day ever been thrown off and you needed to see, do something you didn't account for and didn't have time for, like needing to stop at the grocery store after a long, difficult day at work and an even longer traffic-filled commute home? And then while in the grocery store, you're harried, not making eye contact with people and perhaps short when talking with others. What people see is a rude person and they make assumptions about your character. We all do it. But there's more to the story, right? Unhealthy lifestyles can have significant effects on us. And while context and lifestyles can be many things like physical activity, sleep, fruit and vegetable consumption, smoking and alcohol consumptions. Studies tell us that the more unhealthy lifestyle habits we have, the more psychological distress we have. But other studies tell us if we directly intervene and improve our lifestyles, we'll see better clinical outcomes, especially in vulnerable populations like those already prone to things like depression and anxiety. So some people will simply survive adversity and others may thrive once they overcome said adversity. It's what the field calls post-traumatic growth or the ability to bounce back, learn from, or maybe even recover. Some believe that whether you survive or thrive is dependent on what you have seen and been taught. That those who grow can attribute it to having parents whom themselves had good strategies to survive difficult or traumatic situation, and these were learned from a young age. But what about those who were not so fortunate, who are raised in toxic environments, develop non-functional ways to deal with life, developing whatever coping strategies they could devise that are often unhealthy, and could develop into long-term problems, preventing any possible solution of thriving in the long term. 
So what does this all mean for you as a supporter? Well, there are things you can do to bolster someone's potential for thriving despite circumstances that are thrown their way. First and foremost, we have a responsibility to consider people's lifestyles, contexts, and environments. For Tyler, when I did a thorough functional behavioral assessment where I talked to people in his family, I learned that after his mom left in the evening to go to work through the night, Tyler and his other two young siblings were locked in the basement of their aunt's home in which they lived. They were left to their own devices through the night. So what does this mean for a kindergartner and other kids under the age of 10 who are given basically just a TV, just a PlayStation, and expected to take care of their own needs through the night so that tomorrow during school, they know how to show up? What it meant for Tyler and his siblings is they stayed up all night, they played on the PlayStation through the night until the mom came home. These kids were working on very little sleep. I was also told that they did not in the basement have access to any sort of water source, any food, right? So none of their basic needs were being met. So how can we expect Tyler and his siblings to show up and follow the rules, the schedule of school, and to keep up with the social requisites of his class. Dude was working on surviving just another day. For Tyler and some others we support, we cannot always control their life circumstances, but we should pay attention. Where For where are those things that we can influence? This should have been the question the school should have been asking, not how do we get Tyler out of here because he doesn't belong. Generally, to get out of the survival mode, there are some things we can encourage, like encouraging people just to start one day at a time. If someone just survived that day, talk to them about that day and what made it so difficult. Did they have enough sleep and food like Tyler? Did they not feel well that day? Just being aware of those things that make days difficult and finding ways to do less of that is pretty powerful. And also helping someone to be aware of what their baseline is, not what others think their baseline should be or what others' baseline is. It's important to ask people what a decent or good day is rather than what a perfect day is and aiming for that or more because beyond that's bonus points, right? Finding one thing to look forward to every day is so important. This week, I was asked what I am looking forward to and for someone who is not wanting to look too far ahead in the future because my kid's a senior and I'm just trying to enjoy and live in every moment, I chose to share that that moment, I look forward to watching Friends with my daughter and reading my new book before bed that night. So anything is fair game, but having something to get you through tough times, a tough day, tough things can help. Psychologists tell us that there are personal characteristics and qualities of those who thrive following trauma. The characteristics and qualities that foster what I talked about, post-traumatic growth. And they include things like the belief that they can endure 
and prevail. Having friendships, people who one can really, really count on. Having a purpose beyond yourself and having compassion for others who suffer. So I ask you, what are ways that you can help someone develop the attitude and characteristics so that they embrace a more positive and optimistic outlook when they are faced with adversities? And at the very least, help someone build coping skills. Just think about that for a second. In your own life, what do you do when you face a tough situation at work or in your home? We all have functional coping skills. Okay, maybe some of us have some not so functional coping skills too. But if I know I'm going into a high stress situation like a difficult meeting or a difficult conversation with a loved one, I will either do some yoga or deep breathing beforehand to ground and prepare myself, even if it's just for two minutes. So I ask you, does the person you support have any skills to do that? Do they have any skills that if faced with something that they do not prefer, something that challenges them, something that causes anger or anxiety, do they have a skill that allows them to deal with the situation? If not, your job is to find something that will do that for them. During COVID, we all have fallen into some version of survival mode. Whether it was to fight like stocking up on toilet paper, whether it was to freeze by hunkering down and keeping those close to you at home, or whether it was flight, where you tried to overcontrol your life in many non-functional ways. We've all been there. It is a shared experience. Experiencing positive well-being is one of the defining features of living a life that has value, meaning, and purpose, and one can live in a purposeful life despite experiencing pain, both physical and emotional. Thriving is not about avoiding the difficulties of life. It's about confronting and dealing with life in a resilient, optimistic, and hopeful way. Again, thanks for taking the time. I hope you took one thing away that can make today a better day for the person you support. Bye now. 